Welcome to the Equipping the Saints podcast. We're glad you're joining us today. Here is this week's teaching. Welcome, everybody, and welcome to Equipping the Saints this week. And we started, um, we have actually started our study through the book of Romans here, this letter coming from Paul. Last week, we discussed verses 1 through 3, and we're going to con continue our study this week. And uh, man, it's been uh, such a wonderful time with the theology and and just the, the overall thought of what Paul was thinking and, and speaking through the word here um, in Romans. And understand, too, is, is that the scripture is just so pure in everything that it discusses, that it talks about. It's never going to lead you astray, and it's always correct. I went to a, a wonderful, wonderful message this morning uh, at church at Grace Bible um, this morning uh, in Grace Fellowship of Augusta. And it was such a, such a wonderful time. Uh, Pastor Brian Fields was discussing First Peter, and it was just really invigorating to, to see that and to hear what the word speaks to you and we're continuing this journey in romans and it's going to be a long time um, it's going to be a, a, a whole lot of uh, theology it's going to be a whole lot of uh, time that we're going to dive into the word discuss the word and and see what it what it tells us what it ultimately comes to us and, and tells us in the end so Let's, let's continue God's word. We're starting in verse 4, Romans 1. Verse 4 is where, we, where we're going to begin, and we're going to go all the way down to verse 7 um, in today's study. So uh, take some time to, to get your Bible out and flip to it. Uh, we'll be in Romans 1, verses 4 through 7. We're going to start off with verse 4. It says, and was declared to be the Son of God in power according to the Spirit of holiness by His resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Um, we're going back to verse 3, what we discussed last week. We're talking about Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the centerpiece of what we're discussing. And um, in the Paul, Paul's writing to the Romans, and that was pretty much the whole entire letter is about Jesus. And it points back to Jesus because the people in Rome were not were not looking towards Jesus, and and the church was was falling further and further away from that. And so, more and more discussing that in verse four, it says, "And was declared to be the Son of God in power according to the Spirit of holiness." <clears throat> we're discussing the attributes, the full blown attributes of Jesus here. Uh, the everything that encompasses Jesus Christ is in verse 4. He was declared, which means he was appointed. When we talk about being declared, you are appointed to. You are taking a part of, uh, declared to, he was, he was declared the Son of God. And the only way he was declared is, is by God alone that he declared him the son of god 
to be in power according to the holy to the spirit of holiness to the holy spirit he was declared to be in power according to the spirit understand what we're made new when we are regenerated we are made new in the holy spirit the holy spirit is 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 what makes us new is what we go through regeneration and then we're sanctified we're sanctified by the holy spirit and it's the same thing here his resurrection from the dead according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead here in a couple weeks we're going to celebrate easter and on that easter we we don't celebrate uh bunny rabbits and, and easter eggs we we discuss the resurrection of the lord we discuss the resurrection of jesus christ from the dead understand this saints that there has only been one there's only been one person that has been resurrected from the dead and who still continues to live today and that's jesus christ jesus christ is the only the only one who that has happened to and these are are given the characteristics of who jesus christ is and paul wants to be very very apparent with how he's describing jesus christ in this letter now later on we're we're going to discuss more especially when we get into verse 16 um, and further along in romans we're going to discuss a lot of theology a lot of things that uh that talk about jesus christ and talk about our faith and and talk about how we're, we're born again in those type of things but hear this hear this this is the good news when we discuss the good news of jesus christ we're discussing this we're discussing that that his by his resurrection from the dead jesus christ our lord and and he's he's discussing also that it's about declaring him that he is the powerful one that he is who everybody was saying he truly is and it's important that we that we see that and that we understand the scripture for for what it's truly telling us that if we go back to verse 3 concerning his son who was descended from david jesus christ descended from david according to the flesh and was declared appointed to appointed to be son of god in power the ultimate person in power no president no priest no leader is in power except for jesus christ he is the one that is in true power and will continue to be in power until when all of us are gone until the ends of the earth he is always in power no matter what race you are he is in power no matter who you are he will ultimately still be on his throne and he continues to do so we're talking about his resurrection from the dead jesus christ our lord the one that resurrected from the dead okay we're talking about attributes of jesus here and who he is and what he has done through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith okay now we're speaking about why we have received this 
why as an apostle that he has received this gift and and the gift is grace the gift is ultimately grace because we don't deserve grace we don't deserve it but he pours it out on us and then we take it and we and as his people as saints of uh, of him and who he is we are saved by grace we are saved by the the same grace that god has given us and god continues to pour onto his people this wonderful and and majestic grace and when we speak about uh, mercy we speak about grace we, we speak about all these things that that god has on us we don't deserve mercy in our sinful nature in our fall on how we have fallen from uh, from the the fall in the garden we continue to fall we continue to to fall apart and it's through god's grace and through his his ultimate mercy that we are saved understand this is is when we're when we're saved that's nothing that we have done for our own that is nothing that we can do there's there's no act that can be done there's there's no good deeds that we can do to be saved in order for us to be saved it's truly from god it's a gift from god that we're saved which is grace which is grace and when we look at how we are when you examine um, people just in general we we are disgusting human beings full of sin and that we need to repent but it's god's grace and his mercy that he gives us freely he gives us that free grace and that free mercy because of who he is he's merciful and god can do whatever god wants to do god has all the control to give his grace when he wants to give his mercy to whom he chooses to whom he wants to do there's nothing that we've earned there's no gift that we have ever earned to give this to, to receive this mercy there's nothing that has been done but a gift from god and in god's word he, he talks about in verse 5 through whom we have received grace and so He's talking about we receive grace through the resurrection, through salvation, through Jesus Christ. He's, he's given all of the credit towards our Lord and Savior. And if it was something that we ultimately would have anything to do with, then we would, we would see that in the scripture as complete opposite. We would see that in the scripture as, as something that that we can partake in to receive the grace to receive the mercy but it's not there he speaks clearly and that is received grace and apostleship to bring the obedience of faith for the sake of his name for the sake of jesus christ for his name the faith the the on-giving faith that we give towards the lord uh, by grace see this this piece of scripture right here we could take weeks and teach off of this we can go through and decide really dissect this in weeks 
and here we're going to do this in probably close to uh, 20 to 30 minutes and it's a it's not a whole lot of time to really dissect this but I want I want you to understand that the words that are being used by Paul here are just so full of, of wonderful information and he's he's speaking to the Romans here and he says receive grace and apostleship to bring the obedience of faith obedience of faith in Christ is what he's speaking to for the sake of his name among all of the nations for the sake of Jesus Christ among all of the nations it's not just Rome it's not just Israel at this point he's talking about all of the nations which points back to Matthew where he talks about the Great Commission where he talks about going to all of the nations declaring his name of Jesus Christ as Lord and that's what we're called to do that's the calling um, as a Christian, as a saint, that we are told to do. We're called to declare his word and his name throughout all the nations, not just the city we live in, um, not just even the area that we live in, uh, not our state, um, not even the United States of America, none of that. We are called to do it throughout all of the nations, declaring his name, declaring the gospel of Jesus Christ as genuine information. We are called to do so. We are called to say it. We are not called to, to do anything else. The Great Commission is clear of what we're supposed to do. And he's speaking that clearly here in, here in Romans. He's saying, uh, for the sake of his name among all the nations... And then he goes on in verse 6 to say, including you who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. And see there where he's speaking to the called. Like I spoke about earlier, I said you have to be called to be saved. You have to be called to receive salvation. If we were to save ourselves, we would never truly be saved. If we were to think that we have the capabilities to to save ourselves, then we are truly mistaken. We truly don't have the, the capabilities, um, nor do we have the power or the strength to save ourselves. We would be extremely, extremely foolish to think that. We would um, be completely mistaken, and we would never, ever truly be saved. Um, we would think that we are saved. And I think that uh, a lot of people, we have a lot of Christians, and we have a lot of saints, so-called saints, that, that believe that as long as they, they can do good, they say they do good, then they can, then they're saved, then they're a saint. Um, which is completely opposite of what God's Word says. In our fallen nature, we are in need of a Savior, and there's no saving that we can do. There's no saving that we are capable of completing. Um, the Catholic Church likes to believe that we can do little things to move up into up on a pedestal to be saved and to be completely, um, you know, sin-free. Well, that's definitely not the case. Uh, God's Word says that we are totally uh, lost without the Lord, that we are in need of a Savior, that we are... Um, 
we are filthy like like rags uh, that Paul speaks about. We are in need of a true Savior, and no, there's no better time than now that we are in need of one. And so he says, including you who are called to belong to Jesus Christ, the calling, the calling of salvation from the Lord. Calling of salvation is, is a vital time that we need to, to grasp and to walk, to be further like Jesus Christ, to look and to live and to breathe like him. Uh, it's, a, it's a calling. It's a true, genuine calling. Uh, the same calling that I have had to, to preach God's word is, is a calling. Um, it's nothing that I have ever strived to complete. And you cannot complete it without having God's wisdom and for God to work inside of your heart to do so. It's the same thing with salvation. Salvation cannot be completed without the Lord first grasping onto you and choosing you and choosing you. And it's not that he's picking straws. It's not that he's saying you are, I'm going to choose to save you and I'm not going to choose to save you. God can choose whoever he pleases. God knows from the beginning of time that he can choose whoever he desires to do so. And so he chooses. It's just, it's not for us to understand who he chooses. It's not for us to understand how he chooses. He's holy enough and he's sovereign enough that he chooses to do whoever he desires. And it's nothing that we can truly fathom or that we can understand. He just does so because he is who he is. You know, when we try to think of how God believe, how he thinks and how he works and um, what he sounds like, well, he sounds the way he does in the Holy Spirit, but how he works and what he does, that's, that's for God to know. It's not for us to, to truly comprehend those, those attributes. But Paul here in his word, it, he's speaking to for those who are loved by God, that God truly loves his people. God absolutely shows mercy and grace towards his people. They are called to be saints. His people are called to be holy. They're called to be saints. And we need to take that calling seriously. When we discuss the calling, the calling is, is something that we do not push aside. If we hear God speaking to us about a certain calling, we are to take that calling and run with it every single time. Um, how often do we, do we hear God working and we try to say that's not the right path? That's not the right, that's not the way we should go. When it's clear that if we hear from God and he's working in our life and he's telling us to, to go here to spread the word or to go here to minister to this person, we are supposed to do that wholeheartedly because we are called to, for salvation and we are called to Jesus Christ our Lord. And we are to do whatever he tells us to do. We are to do however he tells us to do and whenever he tells us to complete. And so he's speaking here so to all those in Rome who are loved by God, the loving attributes of God, and called to be saints. 
And then he continues on here with the end of his greeting, which is the first part in Romans. And Paul tends to do this in every single one of his writings. Um, he likes to give a greeting, and then he likes um, to give a closing at, at the end of it. But he, he always tells them grace to you. Grace to you. Grace to the believer. Grace to the reader. And peace from God our Father. Give you peace. The church needs peace. The church needs that. And every saint needs peace from the Lord. Because we all go through our struggles. We all go through things that are... Uh, that we that we struggle with on a daily basis we all go through what we think are our big problems but to a holy god it's so small to a holy god it's it's nothing it's it's very tiny but to us it's it's big it's major we are to lean on him lean on him as as saints and as his called and his believers lean on to a holy god Lean on to him. And he clears it out and saying, And the Lord Jesus Christ. Peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Both all in one with the Holy Spirit. So a little summary in verse 4. Talking about being, uh, and Jesus Christ was declared to be the Son of God. He was appointed to be the Son of God. And he, he continues to explain about the resurrection and the importance of the resurrection and, and what it means for his people that you received grace and apostleship. Paul speaks clearly that the apostleship and grace are given from God for the obedience of faith for all of the nations. All of the nations. Including you, the ones that are called the ones that are elected to belong to Jesus Christ. And once again, who are loved by God and called saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father. Given the church at this time that we're going through so much turmoil, going through so many different changes, giving them just a little peace and a little hope and realigning their their thoughts and their emotions to go back to a savior a true savior who died on a cross for our sins uh, to realign everything back onto Jesus Christ he speaks in the letter at the beginning here saying everything was given to him by Jesus Christ and that he's the servant of him of nothing else he's not a servant of himself he's not a, a servant of another person he's a servant of a Lord that deserves to be served and that's Jesus Christ and he was called to spread the word throughout all of the nations and it's such a blessing when we when we continue to read in our following weeks, we're going to continue to, to discuss these, these characteristics of Jesus. And we're going to discuss some theological principles throughout the journey of Romans. And it could take us a long time. Um, just hang on for the ride. It could, 
could definitely take a, a lot of time for us to to continue to dive into and to continue to to see what the Lord has is done for us and what the Lord uh, does through Paul to speak to the Romans to speak to the church and you know it it's it's a time when you need to take your time uh, take your time diving into this in the next reading and when we go through we're going to go through um, verse 8 uh, next week we're probably going to go through verse verse 8 through 12 and just we just need to take our time uh, through Romans because Romans is is such a, a book a letter that is full of principles that we need to follow as Christians that we need to take our time to discuss thoroughly and we need to take it serious uh, God's Word is never meant to not be taken serious uh, God's Word is something that we should take serious all of the time so I encourage you all to to read a little ahead in the book of Romans in this fine fine letter from Paul starting in verse 8 uh, through 12 in the first chapter uh, we will be discussing that next week so Hope you guys enjoyed our teaching this evening on, uh, on Romans and continue, continue to dive into his word. But um, let us pray for you. Uh, let us pray for the church and pray for um, our country and pray for everything else. So Heavenly Father, we're honored to be able to discuss your word today. We're honored to dive into it to see what it tells us. Father, allow us for everybody watching and listening at home that we can do the same, that we can take these principles and we can discuss you and we can see truly what it tells us. Uh, each one, it may tell us a little bit different, but it all points back to Jesus Christ. And we see that in, the, in this word through Paul that Jesus Christ is at the centerpiece, that Jesus Christ is, is why he was writing this letter to Rome, that Jesus Christ is, is everything he is the author of salvation. He is the author of those being called. He is everything, everything that we should be striving to be. Father, we're honored to, to be here today. And let us pray for all the sick and all of the, um, the ones hurting around this world. Let's pray that you would guide them that you would give your healing hand on them when needed. And we ask all of this in Jesus Christ's holy name. Amen. Uh, thank you all for watching this this evening. We will see you again here next week uh, around the same time. Um, we're going to continue Romans uh, verses 8 through 12. We'll see you then. Be blessed. Thank you for listening today. Subscribe to our podcast and listen to the weekly teaching.